You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. New York Giants fans and welcome to a new edition of the Valentine's Views podcast here on Big Blue View Radio, part of your SB Nation family of podcasts. I'm your host, Ed Valentine of Big Blue View. Today's show comes to you on Monday, one day after your Giants lost to the Cleveland Browns 20-6 on Sunday Night Football. We'll go through a few things regarding that game and we will also play some audio for you from Joe Judge and several of the Giants players as they reacted to to Sunday night's loss which dropped the Giants to 5 and 9 actually put them in third place in the NFC East where they still have an opportunity with two games left to win the division title but their playoff chances their NFC East title chances are obviously dwindling at this point first and foremost Giants fans the first thing I wanted to talk about is the uh, the game last night pointed out that uh, that the Giants still have a long way to go in building this roster. The reality of it was they lost to a team in Cleveland that is now ten and four, team that is much farther along in its development, team that has more talent than the Giants do. Now, obviously, the Giants were playing with a backup quarterback. They're playing without Daniel Jones. They were playing without star cornerback. James Bradbury, and as they have for most of the season, they were playing without their best offensive player, Saquon Barkley. Uh, but the reality of it was that that Cleveland, you know, showed a team that that is much farther along, has much more talent than the Giants do. Um, you know, they you, you compare offensive lines, and the Giants' offensive line played very, very well. But Cleveland's offensive line is still a little bit ahead of where the Giants are. Cleveland has Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, where the Giants have, at this point, Wayne Gallman and Alfred Morris. There's a huge difference there. Cleveland, at this point in time, has better wide receivers and more diversified, more productive tight ends than the Giants do. Sterling Shepard was upset last night when he was questioned about the Giants wide receivers and their inability to uh, to get open at least uh, you know according to analytics from next gen stats you know Shepard was uh, was upset when he was questioned about that but the reality of it is the Giants don't have enough at wide receiver they don't have enough guys who make plays who get open who can catch and run who can make big plays out of out of nothing it's an area where they need more help. They need to add more talent this offseason. 
in that game last night, you know, really pointed that out. There were opportunities to make plays where maybe, you know, maybe Colt McCoy was just a, a little bit off on two or three th- throws in the in the end zone during Sunday night's game, but still they were balls that that could have been caught. There were other times when, you know, Darius Slayton matched up against Cleveland's best corner, Denzel Ward, simply couldn't get open. I think, you know, Slayton had four catches, but it took nine targets to get those four catches. It becomes increasingly apparent that the Giants need to add some help in the receiver department, you know, in the the upcoming offseason. Whether they do that in the draft, free agency, or both, I don't know, but it becomes increasingly apparent that it's an area where they need help. Um, You know, the other area where it's apparent that they need help is in the pass rush. Last night, you know, the the big difference, you know, last night on, on defense, you know, the Giants sit in that zone largely because they because of the the cornerback situation that they have they they play a lot of zone and and they did that again you know Sunday night against Cleveland the difference on Sunday was that May Baker Mayfield Cleveland's quarterback was very comfortable in the pocket the Giants only sacked him once they only hit him at one other time both of those incidentally by Dexter Lawrence who who played well on Sunday night but the, the Giants' lack of a real, true, dynamite, you know, dominant number one edge rusher was on display last night. Cleveland's offensive line made Carter Coughlin look like a rookie seventh-round pick. They neutralized Leonard Williams. They picked up blitzes when Patrick Graham dialed those up. They made the Giants' pass rush ineffective Dalvin Tomlinson's a try-hard pass rusher, but he's not a real good pass rusher. Um, you know, B.J. Hill is not a dynamic pass rusher. The Giants just don't at this point with all the injuries that they had, even before they had all those injuries to Lorenzo Carter and Kyler Fackrell and O'Shane Zimenez. They just didn't have the dynamic edge pass pass rusher, the number one pass rusher, the difference-making pass rusher, the guy that they really need to complement all of the other quality pieces that they do have on defense. You know, and and to me, those are the priorities that the Giants have to have this offseason is that dynamic wide receiving threat and finding that dynamic number one pass rusher if they can find that guy as well those to me are the are the real missing pieces on this Giants roster and they really really showed up on Sunday night against a really really good Cleveland Browns team now you know the other thing that that we have to talk about is Joe Judge's aggressiveness uh, in the red zone on fourth downs, you know, early in Sunday night's game. Now, listen, you know, you can argue that that the Giants left points on the or off the board because they failed on those two fourth downs, and it would have been nice to have nine points. But I believe, you know, in in his post game, which you'll hear a little bit of later on, you know, Judge said he knew that field goals weren't going to win the game. This is a Cleveland team that. That scored more than 40 points in each of its last two games, has an explosive offense, both running and passing. 
the Giants were undermanned. They were the underdog. They knew they had to do some things outside the box in order to to put themselves in position to, to win on Sunday night. Um, I had no problem with the, the fourth and two uh, you know, running play to Wayne Gallman. It's a staple play for the Giants. It's something that they do a lot, that they do well. You know, Cleveland just made a better play, and, and Gallman came up a little bit short. Um, the odd play, and, you know, to be honest, I don't have a problem with faking a field goal either on the very first drive. The problem that I had was that the Giants came up with a very odd-looking play uh, that really really just wasn't going to work when you're trying to throw the ball down the middle of the field to to your center you having your punter do that just an odd looking play it might have worked if if Riley Dixon had found Graham Gano the place kicker who happened to be open in the end zone or maybe thrown the ball out to the left to long snapper Casey Kreider who who might have been open with a couple of blockers in front of him but as I as I wrote this morning at Big Blue View, that's an awful big ask for a punter to read progressions, go to his second or third option. Um, just a weird looking play. I know Joe Judge thought he said he he liked the scheme, he liked it on paper, he liked it when the Giants practiced it. But just just a play that that looked messy and, and obviously didn't work. I mean, we'd be singing judges' praises if the Giants had come up with a fake there that worked or if this particular play worked. I know that. But still I you know, I thought this was a this was a, a play that that was just a strange one. And listen, I have a hard time criticizing Judge for going for a fake. It's the second or third time this year he's done that. You know, for years I've wanted to see the Giants be more aggressive in their kicking game and and run a fake once in a while, do something creative, you know, throw a pass, look for a big play. The Giants have tried to do that two or three times this year. Haven't always been successful with it, but I give Judge, I give Thomas McGahee credit for, for being willing to to come up with those plays, to put them into the game plan and, and to try them, you know, to go for things. And, and yet I just didn't like the design of, of this particular play. I think they can do better. Uh, finally, the last thing I want to talk about before we, uh, before I play the, the audio for you from Joe Judge and several of the Giants players is the, the NFC East standings. Giants have two games left with the Ravens and Cowboys. Still sit a game behind the Washington football team. But, you know, Washington has... Carolina and Philadelphia, whereas the Giants have the Baltimore Ravens and Dallas Cowboys. So it looks to me like, you know, Washington has the easier road over the last two games. Giants are going to have to find a way to beat the Baltimore Ravens. The Giants really, you know, they still have the tiebreaker when it comes to uh to the the overall standings with Washington. So if if they both manage to end up with with the same number of victories, the Giants would go to the playoffs instead of Washington. But right now chances are the Giants are just not going to do that. Obviously, you know, we will continue to uh you know, we'll give you a whole lot more about the standings all week. We'll give you a whole lot more, you know, breakdowns regarding uh, Sunday night's game. 
We'll be giving you previews all week of Giants versus Ravens at BigBlueView.com and here on Big Blue View Radio. So stay tuned for all of that. Right now, Giants fans, we're going to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. When we come back, you'll hear audio from Joe Judge and some of the Giants players as they react to Sunday night's loss. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Here is Giants coach Joe Judge talking about his decision to go for it on a pair of fourth downs early in Sunday night's game, both of which failed one of which was a very curious-looking fake field goal attempt. Hey, Joe, you were you know more aggressive than usual on the, those fourth downs in the red area. How much was that impacted by, you know, Cleveland has a very explosive offense, you guys were a little shorthanded, you felt like you needed to maximize those opportunities? Yeah, field goals weren't going to win this game. So, look, I'm not afraid to call things aggressively. I'm not afraid if I think we have a good scheme and a kicking game to call a fake. I'm not afraid to run the ball in fourth and one. And we'll play to our defense at times. If we don't get that, we've got to go out there and stand up defense. Our defense has done that consistently throughout the year. We're going to play the strengths of our team. But, look, I'm not afraid to call it aggressively. We went into this game with that mindset. So we've got to do a better job making sure we coach it the right way, execute it the right way, and come out with the results we want. But that being said, we're going to call this thing aggressively, and we're going to play it aggressively. And when you make calls like that, you let your players understand that you have confidence in them and that they can play the game aggressively. So we have confidence in our players. I want them to go out and play aggressively. I can't tell them all week that they have to go into this game with an aggressive mindset and then hold them back at some point where we feel we have a chance to make a play. And can you just explain what you saw and what happened on the fake? I mean, look, they did a good job. They uh, obviously fell off and made the coverage. Mike does a real good job, you know, coaching those guys. They were, you know, situationally, there was a little bit of confusion at first. They settled on down. Uh, we thought we had a chance at it. It was worth rolling the dice right there and playing to our defense. They made a play. We didn't. That's all right. I thought the scheme was sound going in. And uh, if we have something else, we'll always look to use it in the right opportunity. Here's quarterback Colt McCoy on the Giants' failures in the red zone. I think my frustration lies in we just we have to be better in the red zone. Um, that's that's the bottom line, and you know I think I can do a much better job, uh, but I think collectively as a, as a group we've got to figure it out when we get down there. First half I felt like you know we didn't even punt, so we we were moving the ball. We just we shot ourselves in the foot. You know we went for it on fourth down. They down tight and came up a half short. Um, so they're, they're, those are huge plays in a game like this that we've, we've got to make. If we want to go for it on fourth down as, with a fake field goal, we got to convert it. Like, that's just, you want to win football games, that's what we got to do. Um, when our defense holds a 
a team like that, an offense like that, to 20 points, we got we got to pull, you know, our side of the ball. We got to score some points. And you know, like I mentioned, I think coming out of this game, that that's that's my frustration is is we didn't do enough down in the red zone, and you know, a lot of that's on me. And um, I've I've got to be I've got to be more detailed. I got to be I got to be better down there. Here is Giants wide receiver Sterling Shepard objecting to the idea that uh, Giants receivers aren't getting enough separation, getting open for their quarterbacks. Jeb, you've been pretty elusive, slippery receiver in your career. Why are you guys as a group having so much trouble creating separation right now? Is it because of the run game? I don't know where people are getting that from, uh, to be honest. you know, Creating separation, is that, is that what you're saying? It's what the analytics say, the you know the next gen stats that we're that we're getting what two yards of separation in NFL. That's that's open, um, you know. So I don't I don't know I don't know what the analytics say, but you know you can go off that if you want to. Uh, I know what I see on film, and for those of them that think that way, you know, go go look at the film. So here is Giants defensive back Logan Ryan on where the Giants are with two games remaining in the season. Zach Rosenblatt, NJ.com. Hey, Logan. Um, I don't think you've been a part of a team that had a losing record since your freshman year at Rutgers or something like that. Um, and, and, and you guys just clinched that, obviously. I'm just curious, like, how do you feel about where this team is at now as you head into these last two games? Um, I love where the team's at, you know. I've never been 1-7 before either, but we fought, and we fought, and we fought, and counted out left for dead, and we, we won some games, surprised some people who didn't believe in us, and then everyone believed in us. Now people don't believe again. So it doesn't matter. Honestly, it doesn't matter. We are where we are, and uh, we got two games in front of us where um, we got to go out there and, uh, and, and win, and um, that's all that matters. I've been a leader since my days at Rutgers, and all our games were hard fought. Uh, if you watch Rutgers games, they were hard fought, and a lot of my games in my career have been hard fought, and um, I was never a front runner, and I'm not a front runner now, so I have no problem with the position we're in. As long as you can believe that we can win next week, and we got to watch this film and, and and get our attitude to be there. All right, Giants fans, that's our show for today. We thank you as always for listening. We remind you to please subscribe to Big Blue View Radio on all of your favorite podcast applications. Check us out on Instagram at Big underscore Blue underscore View. Check us out on YouTube. Check us out on Facebook. Follow at Big Blue View on Twitter. All right, Giants fans, please remember, stay safe out there, take care of each other, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. Claude 3 from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point of the price-performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skill and speed. And Haiku is the fastest and lowest cost model on the market, perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who use Anthropic to navigate this new frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude, C-L-A-U-D-E, today. Jumpstart your genius with Claude 3 by Anthropic.